The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Subscribe to Inclusion Revolution Radio wherever you can get podcasts. At Progressive, you can get 24-7 protection, even if you break the space-time continuum. Ted, wake up. Huh? You look exactly like me. I am you, Ted, from the future. You need to call Progressive. What? Why? Well, they have 24-7 protection when you bundle your home and auto. And my teleportation cube just smashed into your car. Wait, you crashed into my car? Technically, it's our car. Progressive offers more than a great price when you bundle home and auto. We offer round-the-clock protection, which literally means anytime. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and third-party insurers and subject to policy terms. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations. Welcome to Stacking the Box. To subscribe, hit us up on Google Play or iTunes or Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. Thank you. Here is Stacking the Box. A belated happy Father's Day. Welcome into Stacking the Box. My name is Mark Harmon, Matt Bergeram. Happy Father's Day, Matt, on the back end. I thought you wrote a great piece that people should check out at fansided.com. I got to learn that you're actually elite seems a little strong, but I'll, I'll put you there with that piece. You're an elite father, Matt Bergeram. Way to go. <laughs> well, thank you. Uh, yeah, it's definitely strong. I would say I am a surviving father. I am just holding on to their life. My two-and-a-half-year-old daughter, Maisie, is uh, incredible, and she's a lot of fun. But I don't have half that energy. It is incredible. That kid, she wakes up every morning about 6.30, and when I get in there, or Stephanie goes in to get her, whichever one of us it is, she is jumping up and down, literally jumping up and down on her bed as fast as she can, just waiting like a caged lion to go running out of the room. It's interesting. You telling me that you don't wake up like that every day so excited to be on Stacking the Box? I wake up, and then <laughs> as the day goes on, I kind of come to. But she is – I don't ever remember. Maybe when I was three years old, I was. I, I don't know. I'd have to ask my parents. But I, I don't ever remember being that excited. She is the happiest kid in the world. Never never a bad day. It's, uh, it's, it's easy to be around. It's fun. Seamless transition. Verderam, as we go to the excitement of perhaps having NFL football as we I think last week was maybe the worst week in the history of sports <laughs> as uh, it feels like 2020 is just on complete life support right now. Clemson, the Tampa Bay Lightning, the uh, who as we went around baseball, the Phillies, the, Phillies, the Blue the Jays. Jays. Yeah. We go over to Arizona. So it's uh, and and you know as we look around the country, cases continue to mount where they weren't before, particularly in Florida, Texas, and Arizona. So uh, we start out the show here. You know, how should the NFL handle COVID-19? 
to me, it's like, okay, you better have, I don't know, 80 people on a roster. They should expand the practice roster, uh, practice squads to have the depth because there's no way you're not going to get through the season without a lot of people uh, being quarantined at least for two weeks and maybe longer. How are you seeing this? I don't, first of all, I don't disagree with anything you said, but I think, look, the NFL is going to have to wrestle potentially with the question of we know guys are going to get COVID. I mean, that is obvious. But these guys are obviously in their 20s, they're in their 30s. The death rate for people of that age group, unless they have underlying conditions, is virtually nil. Do the powers that be in the NFL start saying, look, we're, we're going to think about a waiver here. I mean, is, is that a way that they go? Is that now I don't, I wouldn't say it's the most scrupulous thing in the world. And I'm not saying I'd advise to do that, but it's the NFL and it's a $20 billion business. And these guys, most of them want to play. So my question becomes, look, do, do, do they just say, there's no way to avoid this. It's a close contact sport. You know, you're, you're, you're face to face, hand to hand combat in, in the trenches you're tackling guys all, all week long in practice or at least wrapping them up, and then during the games, obviously, tackling. So does, does the NFL say that, look, we're going to play. We're going to play through it, essentially, and if somebody is exhibiting serious symptoms, of course, you know, we'll, we'll go through that. But and I don't know. I'm not saying I've heard that. I'm not saying that I would advise to do it. I'm just saying I think if they're going to have a season, does that ever come into the equation? Can it come into the equation? I don't know. Would the NFLPA even – Enter that that thought. I I think there's a lot of questions that have to come up. Maybe it's a ridiculous notion. Maybe it's not. But I, I think it at least is going to cross some minds. So you're actually hitting on a point that I've long thought the NFL should do. And I'm going all the way back to when we were talking about how do we have player safety in the league. Look, when my father played football in the 40s, his parents did not want him to play at Marshall High School in Western Illinois because they knew football was dangerous football more dangerous now bigger stronger faster better equipment that hurts more so I was all like look you're gonna try to make the game safe I would rather just you had everybody sign a waiver football is dangerous I might not be able to think when I'm 35 I might not be able to walk but I'm signing away my life to play it because I like doing dangerous things I love the game and I want to be rich and I'm progressives home court explorer lets you easily compare our direct rates with multiple companies now that we've covered something you could do it's time for sports stuff you definitely could not do. If you were head coach, you would not have gone for it on fourth down. Your confidence in your play calling ability might be a little overblown, considering you're barely confident in which restaurant to order takeout from, let alone choosing a play in front of 70,000 screaming fans. But you definitely can use Progressive's Home Court Explorer to easily compare rates. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and third-party insurers. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Really good at this. Of course, that never happened. And now, as far as the coronavirus, look, I think it's a great idea. Hey, you are going to be in danger. Some of you are going to get this. We don't know what's going to happen to you. The data, it's, we're still very early here. Some of you might get violently sick and have a Von Miller experience, which he you know, detailed, straight brutal. We don't know how it's going to act. So do you want to do this or no? And I would submit that, hey, if you don't want to play, We'll pay you, I don't know, half your salary, whatever, whatever you want to work out, whatever the numbers are. Maybe you can't afford to pay these guys fully if they're not playing. But I would make that an option. Uh, and, and the other thing is I would tell them, look, if you want to play this year, 
These are the rules. You cannot leave your house without having a mask on. You can't. Like, I, I would make them in, ex, incredibly strict. You cannot go to a restaurant and eat. Your meals are at home. Uh, I, I would almost, you, you can't do this to people, but it, it would, if you really want to do it, if you really want to play, we, we advise you to live separately from your family. All, that, to me, has to be on the table if you're really going to try to have a season here. Otherwise, there's no way it's going to work. See, and that's where I come back to. I, I, I don't think you're going to be able to do that. And I think you're going to have to essentially just accept the fact that if you want to play, you're probably going to be exposed to it. That's just reality. I mean, maybe you don't get sick. Um, you know, as you said, we're learning more and more about this. A lot of people are asymptomatic. A lot of people who are healthy in their 20s and 30s, they don't exhibit any symptoms at all. Some exhibit minor symptoms. Then, of course, yeah, there are the occasional people who do exhibit serious symptoms. I don't know that I, I think it's a great idea. And I don't even know that I would, I would endorse the idea, but I'm just saying I think, you know, people always want their cake and they want to eat it too. Like, there's always this idea that, well, we can play the season and we can quarantine the two guys that get COVID and it's going to be – look, that is not happening. Like, you're just not going to have that happen. But, look, I don't want to get too far off the rails here. You mentioned at the, at the top here, Florida, Arizona, Texas are a couple of states, three states that have seen cases uh, and hospitalizations, especially in Arizona, rising dramatically um, in recent weeks. Well, guess what? There's a team in Arizona. There's two teams in Texas. There's three teams in Florida. That's almost a quarter of the league, okay? And if you're going to play home and away schedules, you're going to have a lot of teams going to Florida. You're going to have a lot of teams going to Arizona. You know, we talk a lot about the Chiefs. Well, guess what? They play Tampa and they play Miami, and they're both on the road this season. So they're going down there twice. You're going to play these games. I think you're going to have to confront the fact that you're going to have run-ins with Corona. I mean, what are you going to do? If you're going to go play a game in Miami, what are you going to stick everybody out on a boat in the water and wait for the game, and then everybody runs off the boat and play? I just think it's actually not a bad idea. You're going to accept that you're going to have some some COVID exposures, and then you're going to have to figure it out from there. I mean, at this point, it almost feels like the likelihood of getting through the season, you'd be better off doing it on the moon. But we'll see. And like to, to anyone who's listening right now, well, it, you know, it's, it it's, might not be in Texas and Arizona and Florida come two months from now. You're right. It might not be. But it could be in a million other places. We, we've seen that you can get the virus and then you can get the virus again and then it can repop up here. Uh, as it's done in in China, you, we could, who knows what happens to New York three months down the line? In, until we have a vaccine, this is the only thing that's predictable is that it's, there's going to be trouble at some point somewhere. So well, I'll, I'll I'll leave my thoughts here. Um, you know, I, I think yeah, you're right. There's always there's going to be a hot spot here, a hot spot there. Maybe that means you know teams have to play a home game that they would normally have at home on the road. Maybe it's a neutral side game. Maybe, maybe you do things like that. But right now, the NFL, the NFL is planning on playing the season full tilt like they normally would. And, and I, there hasn't even been all that much talk about keeping fans out. I mean, I, I think the NFL is the complete opposite of baseball. Baseball can't figure out how to do anything. The National Football League is essentially, at, at this moment, full steam ahead. Now, is that smart? Is that wise? What well, we're going to find out here as, as time goes on. We're only a month away from training camp. I mean, that's coming. So you're going to have that. I just look at the NFL and think to myself, they will find some way to play these games. I, now, I don't know if they get, end up being delayed, if stuff backs up. But the one thing, and this is the last thought, Florida, Texas, Arizona. These are big states. 
these are states that matter to the to professional sports leagues. I mean, baseball, hell, where you have spring training, typically two of those three states. So, Ezekiel Elliott plays in Texas, tested positive, keep right, going. Right. No, right. I mean, there, there's, the reason I think it's just important for people to understand, those states matter. It's not like it's happening in, like, Nebraska, right? Like, the NFL wouldn't care nearly as much. There's no reason to. Um, but, you know, look, you want a season? Here's an idea. Throw a mask on. You know, do you know, there's so many people who complain about it and then take no steps to stop any of this stuff. I don't like wearing a mask any more than anybody else does, but you know what? I do it. Uh, and I think people are going to have to recognize in this country that if you want what you love so much, you're going to have to actually consider you know, the way you can play a role in it as well. Ohio State University has the Buckeye Pledge if you want to play football or any athletic endeavor for Ohio State. To me, if I was the NFL, I would have a pledge. This is what it's going to take. You want, this, you want to be in the league this year and playing? These are the rules. And you either sign it or you don't. Let's go full dazed and confused. Sign the pledge. And if you want to throw it away, like, what's the, what was the QB's name? Did you see Days and Confused right around? No. You never saw Days and Confused, really? Wow, that's, a, that's, uh, that, that's, that's good entertainment for you. I think you'll really, really, really enjoy it. But at any rate, that, that's what I would do. Uh, here, here's a question. Is playing preseason games insane? I think it is. If I was going to play a preseason, at most I would – maybe I'd play uh, – two seems like a ton. Maybe I'd play one. But to me, I would just like, look, get yourself ready. We're jumping right in. We're not going to risk the season on a preseason game. Seems foolish to me. I don't think we'll see any preseason games. I think we will see training camp. We already know without fans, which is a given. Uh, I, I didn't, why? Why play a preseason game? There's no point. Look, these teams, these teams hate preseason games anyway, most of them. They do. They, they don't care. You think the Ravens and, and the Chiefs and the Saints and any preseason games? And I got news for you. If you're a team that stinks – preseason's not going to make you into a contender. So, no, I think this year, listen, you skipped all that nonsense. You just you just practice at your home facility. You get ready for the season. The first game is scheduled September 10th. We'll see if it gets played. But I think, you know, like we, we got to see what happens. I mean, basketball almost got going in Orlando, and that seems to be all shot to hell at the moment. Hockey is, is still figuring out hub cities. Uh, you know, Edmonton appears to be one of them, but they, they have not started with any real plans on how to get going. And baseball, holy hell, thank God we're not a baseball podcast. I mean, that is – baseball, by the way, I, and I know you and I both love baseball. Baseball is about one more labor stoppage away from, like, never coming back. And they're going to have one after the 2021 season. So can't wait for baseball after all this crap to start, shut down because of COVID after an hour not even play this season, then play next season, and then strike because they're not getting enough money. That ought to be a good time. I'm not as worried that, quote-unquote, baseball is going to go away. It might have less fans. It might not be as popular, even if they have a nasty strike after 2021. But baseball is way more set up to do this than football. You go stand in right field, you stand in center, you stand in left. So, but... I would have said the same thing about tennis. You're on one side of the court. You're on the other side of the court. But Novak Djokovic just tested positive, along with Borna Koric, Grigor Dimitrov, Viktor Troika, after a ridiculous exhibition season that Novak put together where they had no social distancing. The NFL is going to do some social distancing, but you're not going to have social distancing when you get 11 guys cracking into 11 other guys every single play. So... Highly skeptical. Do you think we see the Chiefs and Texans on September the 10th? Yes. Yes. 
I, th- I think the NFL will do whatever it has to do to play these games. I really do. And I think unlike – and Carp, in all seriousness, I think unlike the other sports, I think there's going to be a call nationally that they've got to play these games. I think there's going to be a lot of national pressure on the NFL to play. I don't think most people care if hockey comes back. I don't think even – as much as like you and I love baseball, I think a lot of people in the country don't care. I think people in the, in the United States, the NFL is king. I think people care. I think there's going to be an inordinate amount of pressure on the NFL to find a way to play these games. I agree there will be. But we're – listen, we see it every single day now. We The collective will – of particular, and I actually I wouldn't even limit it to American society. Just you go anywhere in the world, basically the same thing. We do not play well with others. We like to do what we like to do, and asking everybody to put on a mask for the common good to keep everybody healthy, and prioritize old people, which we would all like to be someday. Right? I don't want to go anywhere tomorrow. Jamie's log. Progressive. The Harrington's backyard. Day 27. 3.33 a.m. 3.33. All those threes mean something. Or I may be losing it. Been camped in the Harrington's backyard for 27 days now, proving the Progressive has 24-7 protection. They told me every day they understand what 24-7 protection means. Think I'm finally getting through to them. 3.33. Progressive doesn't just offer a great price when you bundle home and auto. We offer round-the-clock protection. Just not literally from Jamie. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and third-party insurers and subject to policy terms. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations. And neither do you. We haven't shown any, you know, we, we certainly don't. We, some people are. Give you credit. Great job. Thank you. But overall, we got people banging down barbershops and malls and restaurants because they got to go have their chicken dinner. And, and what, what ends up happening, and I don't want to get too far in the soapbox here, even though I'm already there. Uh, is that you end up punting things down the road. We could have had NFL set up to do this if, if we had been more uh, wise at the start, but we haven't been. And so now we're in this, well, should we just play and they're going to get sick? And, and, and I, I'm, I would agree with you, by the way. I think they will. We'll just keep, keep on going. We also, and I know we got to move on. We also have people in this country, um, and I, I'll, just, I'll just be frank with it. I mean, the, the, the governor of Texas, I mean, the comment he made yesterday, that's going to be one of the dumbest things I've ever heard in my life. You know, yeah, things have gone really bad for us over the last 30 days, but we're not going to adjust at all. If things go bad for the next 30 days, then we'll consider it. That's like if there was a leak and water was just pouring into my house. And I said, you know what? For the last 30 days, yeah, the living room's underwater every morning when I wake up. But F it. I'm going to wait another 30 days. And if the water's still pouring into the house, then I'll get a roofer out here and we'll see what's what. I mean, this is part of the reason that, that we see these massive surges in cases. And you got, listen, everybody's talking about, well, we're testing more, so you're seeing more cases. Okay, fine. I understand that. But you're also seeing hospitalizations rising sharply. And you're seeing test rates rising sharply in some of these states. This idea that, like, well, it's because we're t- – and we also have a president two days ago came out and said, well, you know what? I don't like to test because I don't want the numbers to go up. I mean, how dumb is that? So all this stuff plays into what's going on athletically. So when somebody says, well, just stick to sports. Hey, look, this is sticking to sports. This all affects sports. So it, it, all, it all factors in. It's not good. Well, and that's another point of contention because when people talk to the, the sports guys about sticking to sports and not – look, do you think that – there is anyone more 
invested in sports coming back than people that work in sports and rely on it for a living. So that's part of the anger from a lot of the sports people right now. Hey, you're not following the rules. This is going to impact me. I don't know if my job is going to exist if we don't have sports. So if you could please just wear a mask, that'd be super cool of you. And by the way, uh, morally, it's 1,000% the thing to do. And by the way, I will own my own part of it. I'm not perfect. I'll walk out the door and I'll get in the elevator and I'm like, oh my God, I forgot my mask. And you know what? So look, it, it takes a level of consciousness that we're not used to. I get it. But as we... Come on, man. Let, let's let's get on the team here. Uh, so I don't know if, if I'm the NFL, I, I make my guys get on the team in a way that they haven't necessarily been on to give themselves the best chance to play. Uh, let, let's move on, Vernon. Let's go into the future. And we've talked about this every week, but there is movement with Dak Prescott, and he did sign his uh, franchise tag, so he's locked in for this season. What do you think this means for Dak now going forward? Were you surprised he signed it? Where are we at? Well, a little surprised, but well, you guarantee yourself $31.5 million. It's generational wealth. It's probably not the worst idea to lock that bad boy down. Um, the only thing that really matters with this is because of the new CBA, players now, if they hold out even for one day, they lose a year toward a crew free agency. So essentially this new deal now, guys will not be holding out. If they are, boy, they're really invested. They're, they're, they're getting a deal one way or the other. Um, so he'll be at camp. That's pretty much what it tells you. The deadline, as we've gone over, is July 15th. These guys have to sign by the afternoon of July 15th. If they don't do that, they cannot sign a long-term deal anywhere, even if it gets traded by some miracle. So he, at that point, is on a one-year deal and then becomes an unrestricted free agent. Or the Cowboys have to tag him for $38 million next year. Have fun with that. Um, look, I've been on the side of they're going to sign him. At some point, they just have to sign him. This is this is horrendous business by Dallas if they don't. But I got to tell you, like, every day that goes by, he's getting more and more leverage here. Like this is not the Cowboys are not gaining leverage by waiting. The, the, nothing good is coming for Dallas by waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting. They've already cost themselves millions every year by by not signing him last offseason. So we'll see what happens. But I do think, look, the only big thing to take away from him signing the tag is, A, guarantees himself $31.5 million this year, and B, he's not going to be holding out. So, okay, let's go on record one more time. July 15th is the date here. Do, does he sign before July 15th? Verderam's prediction on June the 23rd. Yes, yes. But I, I think it's on July 15th. Oh, okay. I, I think it's like one of these things where like Schefter and Rappaport are breathlessly reporting this with like 30 minutes to go to the deadline. So... <sighs> I like that you started out with, like, this is generational wealth. He's getting $31 million this year. You know, these numbers, we just kind of, oh, you're 31 or the 30. He just got $31 million. Okay, let's say he takes home 18 of that. Let, I, you're, 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 it's insane. It, so I, I, it's kind of just crazy to me to, to bander back and forth. The, the dollars. And by the, he's taking more than that. There's no income tax. Well, there you go. Uh, I, I'm not a. I'm not an accountant. He's getting, so he's giving a million of that to his agent, three percent. He's walking away with thirty million dollars. No, he's. He, there's no. He's, he's not paying any taxes on thirty-one million. No income tax. Well, in the state, we got federal. Federal, right? of course, of course. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, I've lost my mind. <laughs> okay. What's federal tax? Was it twenty percent? Uh, I. Now, that, I that's something like that. It's probably forty. What? I, but I, I'm not sure. 
the man is walking away with right. a load of cash. Right. But so I just think it's interesting that this the concept that look, I yeah, I will I do not want to sign for five years. I want to sign for four years. I want to bet on myself. Dak Prescott is a guy that I wouldn't call him the most risky guy on the field, but he does move around quite a bit. There's a you can find a zillion highlights of Dak getting into the end zone, which and you know, using his legs to do it. Uh so he's you know, he's got over twenty rushing touchdowns in his career. So I it, it's just He's still willing to bet on himself. So go deck. You hey, and and it's really not that big of a risk at the end of the day because you're already set for life and your kids are set for life. And you're you now we're just worried about his kids, 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 kids. But it's it's he's he certainly has a lot of confidence. What I've taken away from this this whole negotiation. Let's move to Debo. Debo Samuel has got the foot injury. He's had surgery. Uh, the Niners have a lot of moving parts over there, and this was going to be their number one receiver. Uh, how big a deal is this? Now, he, he is planning on playing week one, but who knows? Yeah, you read different reports, but a lot of people think, he, you know, I've, I've read from people who are medical professionals think he's going to be out, you know, for the next three months. Well, if he's out for the next three months, you're cutting the first week close. He might be on the pup list, right? If he's on the pup list and missed the first six games, we'll see. Who knows? Maybe he goes faster than that. If he misses time. I think it's a really big deal. They don't have Emmanuel Sanders. He's on the Saints now. They drafted Brandon Ayuk at Arizona State in the first round, one of the two first-round picks. That is a lot of pressure to put on Brandon Ayuk. Like, if you're playing the Niners, all of a sudden it got a lot easier to defend them. You're stacking the box and doubling Kittle. And you're saying, go ahead, Jimmy. Beat me anywhere else. Roll the ball. Go, go beat me with, with you know, your, your second and third receivers. It's going to be tough. I mean, let's face it. Garoppolo relies a lot on scheme and a lot on George Kittle. And if you're stacking the box and you're doubling Kittle and you're forcing him to beat you on the outside with, you know, Kendrick Bourne and all he's got, I mean, that's, it's not going to be easy. Marquise Goodwin's gone, got traded. Okay. They, they, now Debo's hurt and Ayuk is a rookie. And how many rookie receivers come in and just blow up the league? It's rare. It's usually a position that takes two to three years. So I'm not going to sit here and say it's a death blow. It's not. I mean, Debo should, even if he's out for a few weeks, should be back early. But that, you know, that's not helping in, a, in what I would say is easily the best division in football. I mean, my concern is more long-term. This is a tricky injury. Foot injuries can go a lot of different ways. I mean, if you look at Trent Taylor, he had the surgery, didn't work, got it again, got infected, missed the entire season. I'm not, you know, I'm not a doctor, and, I, and doctors are saying he's going to be fine. But when you start – messing with little bones in tiny places where the blood doesn't flow particularly well, that can go a lot of different ways. So, and Debo, super young, super confident, says he's going to be back better than ever. But if I'm a Niners fan, that's kind of, I'll believe it when I see it. It's actually taking me back to childhood, Michael Jordan, break the foot type of thing where it's like, do you, is he going to come back and be the same or is he not? You, you, it worked out okay yeah, I think he did fine. Yes, but it's but this is that's not a great injury, even though well, it's especially for a guy who relies on speed. Yeah, he so. is a great fast player. So no, it's true. It's true. He's got to make sure he's fully back, and the Niners have to make sure he's fully healed. Can't be one of these things. He comes back eighty five percent. Right, right. All right, let's move on to the Eagles. And should fans be worried about Carson Wentz with the current offensive line situation, which has a talk about moving parts? The Eagles' offensive line is uh, all over the place here, Verderam. I've got some uh, confidence in, in Jeff Stoutland, their O-line coach, who's very well respected. But what do you think about what's going on up front for Philly? It's a challenge. Look, they, they, they lose Jason Peters to free agency in the offseason. He's still out there, technically. They could bring him back. But he's out there right now. 
Andre Dillard was a former first-round pick. He's stepping in. They like him, but look, let's be real. Is he going to be Jason Peters? Probably not. Jason Peters is a Hall of Fame level player. So he's gone. Then Brandon Brooks, who's arguably one of the top three guards in football, goes, you know, he blows out his Achilles tendon doing a 60-yard dash. And all of a sudden, uh, you know, they, they've got issues. Look, I, I am worried about it if I'm an Eagles fan because Carson Wentz has had injuries in the past. And what is the quickest way to a quarterback? Straight up the middle of the pocket. You're, you might have, uh, I believe, Jack Driscoll, I believe the name is, rookie guard out of Auburn. I uh, played tackle at Auburn, played at UMass as well. He started four years overall in college. That's great. He was a mid-round pick. Like, all it takes is one stunt or one twist or whatever that you don't pick up, and it's Demarcus Lawrence coming clean on Carson Wentz. Like that, you know, would I be concerned? Yeah. Absolutely. I, it's a big blow losing Brandon Brooks. That is That offensive line has been the one thing for the Eagles. has been very, very consistent over the last couple of years. And now all of a sudden you got a lot of moving parts there. So football is one up front. Offensive line matters. So it, I, obviously this is a concern for Philly. You know, one guy you, you didn't mention that a name that I wanted to throw out there, Verterim, just to show you that I'm very versatile here or somewhat versatile. Halaputi Vati Vaitai. Yeah. Alliance is now yeah right is now a lion and that was a backup swing guy for him who played right tackle he played left tackle those guys are valuable man that's why the lions wanted to swoop in and get him i, I don't know if the and, the and the eagles for their sake they went and picked up casey tucker off the lions practice squad so when you're starting to do stuff like that you're obviously looking for help and trying to we'll just throw as many guys into the pot here and see who can do what so they're i mean the eagles are concerned right and and they should be but and plus, you know, throwing, you know, Carson Wentz has had his share of injuries here, so that's not the most durable guy. By, by the way, your boy, uh, Vitae, five years, $45 million from the Lions for a guy who is a backup swing tackle. I, God <laughs> bless that man. Can you imagine when he got that? I, I would bet you, you know, most times team calls up an agent, free agency, especially early. Hey, you know, here's our offer. Okay, we're fielding other offers. We'll get back to you. I would bet you a million dollars. If Bob Quinn called and made – I don't know who his agent is. I have to look it up. But made the call to that agent and said, hey, listen, we're thinking five years, $45 million. I guarantee you that, that agent just screamed deal into the phone and slammed it down before Quinn could make his, uh, his, his hasty retreat. That is some hell of a contract. Hey, Halaputi, I got you five years at 40 – do you know what the guaranteed money is on that? I want to say it was around $20 million. Uh, I got you twenty million guaranteed. Halaputi Vati Vaitai. I spent the entire three hours preparing for this podcast today working on that name for you, Vern. I was good for you, man. I, I knew the last name. I, I knew the first name was just started with an H. I wasn't even gonna attempt that. <laughs> um but yeah, he got I mean look, twenty seven years old. Uh, we don't have to go too far. Yeah, twenty million. Twenty million guaranteed. Um but he I mean <laughs> You go Halaputi, baby. I mean, again, you like you said, we talk about, you know, we throw numbers around. Generational wealth. The guy started like six NFL <laughs> games. Oh, God bless the NFL, man. Yeah. Speaking of generational wealth, Jared Goff has that. But uh, what type of year is he going to have here? Bouncing back or or not. Uh, and the Rams have, have also have some moving parts here. Todd Gurley gone. Brandon Cook's gone. But supposedly he's going to get – more ownership of the offense is how they're saying it with uh, their offensive coordinator, Kevin McConnell uh, of the Rams. Very excited about this for Jared Goff. 
more ownership for him. I don't know what that means. He's been there. This is his fourth year in the offense, his fifth year in the league. Has he not had ownership already? I'll tell you what. I, I think he's going to have a tough year. I think you look at that division, it's a very, very good division. So right off the bat, the Rams are, are going uphill here. I think they're the worst team in the division, frankly. Um, also, th- th- he didn't play well last year, okay? The, as you mentioned, Gurley, okay, listen, he was terrible last year. Anyway, he's gone. They didn't replace him. They Cam Akers is a rookie. Maybe he's great. Maybe he's not. We're going to find out. Brandon Cooks is gone. Like, who, who is he? I guess you got you got Cup and you got Woods. And that's fine. They're good players. But is anyone ever going into a game going, my God, how are we going to stop Robert Woods? Like, he's good. But and I, I got to tell you, I, like, I don't think he's going to be terrible. Like, I don't think he's going to get, like, benched or something. But I think – I think you'll underdog fantasy is the fastest growing fantasy app and easiest place to play fantasy sports. Just jump on underdogfantasy.com or download the app, draft your team, and that's it. And if drafts aren't your thing, they also have a pick 'em game where you can win 20 times your money in a single night. Use promo code radio and underdog will double your first deposit when you sign up with up to $100 in bonus cash. Deposit $100, get $100 free. That's promo code radio. Terms and conditions apply looking at a year where he is similar to last year maybe the yards are down a tick um I just I think he's an average player that that is propped up by McVay and when things aren't I think I think Jared Goff is a lot like Derek Carr if everything's going well around him he can succeed he can be very good if if he needs to lift up the offense and I'll give you an name, a guy like Alex Smith I think he's like that if, if he needs to elevate everyone around him, I think it's bad news. If everything's great around him, I think he can, I think he can thrive. So I think this year it's going to be tough. I don't think everything's great around him. Right. You know what makes good quarterbacks? Good players around you, not, quote-unquote, ownership of the offense, whatever the hell that means. And I think you're – I completely agree as far as, like, what is his talent level. See, Jared Goff has proven – if we, if we know one thing about Jaron Goff is that he's not going to carry a team with a bunch of bums around him. I, th- I think that's a fair assessment at this point. So I, 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 uh, I'm with you. I don't think he has enough. And a similar type year would make a whole lot of sense here. And, and the Rams, uh, they, that, that window to being it towards the top of the league is, is closing pretty quick here. I, I think it's pretty obvious. Remember when they were going to be a dynasty? That was a fun 20 minutes. Like that, yeah. <laughs> that's why when people, like, obviously everyone knows I'm a Chiefs fan, but like, that's why when everybody says to me, like, oh, you know, they're in line, they're going to be a dynasty for 10 years. Like, do you understand how hard that is? Like, I, like, I get Dave Mahomes, so like they have an inherent advantage over other teams. But like, the Packers won with Rodgers when he was in his mid-20s, and everybody and their mother thought he was going to reel off four Super Bowl wins. He's never even been back to one. So – but, yeah, the Rams, uh, close quick. Let's go to in or out here. We've got four topics for you, and we start with Gronk, who, by the way, is taking on Shaquille O'Neal in Gronk Beach versus Shaq. I forgot what Shaq's doing. I just had him on the Do- yeah, D- Windy City podcast. Check it out uh, if you want more calm in your life. And this week we got, we got Shaq rolling. But here's the question, in or out. Does Rob Gronkowski notch at least 750 yards this season, in or out? I'm out. I'm out. I'm really? Out. Yeah. I, why? He's hurt every year. He's hurt every single year. I, I have no reason to think he's not going to be this time around. I, look, I like Rob Gronkowski. He's, he's a gregarious guy. I've, I've gotten there with him a couple of times. He's, he's someone who um, 
you know, fun-loving and a hell of a football player. But, yeah, I mean, if we're being honest with ourselves, I, I would say, yeah. I mean, he's, he's probably not going to play enough games. And, to, and, and by the way, the, this is a Buccaneers team that has some real receivers on it. I mean, you're talking Evans, you're talking Godwin. The, now, two of the last three years, he did not get to 700 yards, and he was retired last year. The last time he had it, 2017, played 14 games, had, had just under 1,100 yards. But he, he just, he's not even played 15 games since 2015. And, and so, I, yeah, no, I, I, don't, I don't think he gets there. I like to be a Gronk optimist, and I'm taking the coronavirus out of the equation. If Right. So if we're saying that there's 16 games and somehow, someway, Gronk is running around Tampa, Florida, I'm going to bet on him. I'm going to say a year off, rejuvenated the Gronk body, motivated Brady, ton of talent on that Bucks field. So maybe Gronk is not going to have as much focus on himself and Brady can take advantage. Maybe there's maybe I'll be sleeping on Gronk for a couple of minutes here as uh, they're maybe they're thinking he's not the same guy. But so yeah, I'm I'm in, man. Eight hundred and twenty-six yards for Rob Gronkowski, twenty twenty. There it is. If he if he hits that number on the nose, Fanside gives you a five thousand dollar raise. All right, all right. I'll 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 call us off and see if he's down on that. I'm sure I'm sure Patrick Allen would very much appreciate giving me some extra dough. He's you know he's got to be in on that, right? Uh, if you hit that prediction, you deserve it. Topic two in, in our in or out, Tyrod Taylor starts more games than Justin Herbert in 2020. In or out? I'm in. I'm in. I think he starts more games. Here's why. I think Tyrod Taylor is a better quarterback than some people realize. Look, he's not great, but the one thing about Tyrod Taylor, most backup quarterbacks, they make big mistakes. That's why they're backups. Like Ryan Fitzpatrick throughout his career has made some incredible plays, and he's had some great games. But he's a backup because he throws 20 smart interceptions, right? Like, that, that's why. Tyrod Taylor is the opposite. He does not make mistakes. And he won't make a ton of big plays, and he's going to drive Charger fans crazy because they're going to throw 35 times for 194 yards. But he's going to throw, like, five picks all season, which is in stark contrast to what they just had in Philip Rivers. I also think the Chargers are going to win games. They're going to be competitive. And I don't think that you're going to have the situation where you're dying to pull Tyrod to give Herbert a shot. I think – the Chargers are going to be good enough where they're in the mix. Seven teams are making the playoffs in the conference. I don't think they're winning the division, but I think they could, you know, win nine games. Like, I think they could do that. It's possible. So, you know, I, and their defense should be very good. So they're, they're not going to be in games that necessitate Taylor throwing for 400 yards. I think he's going to start most of the, if not all the games this year. I would agree. And I think it's just going to be a very tough year for rookies in general when you're talking about – how they're going to do practice. Yes. It, it, it's just going to be, what's training camp going to look like? And okay, fine. You know, you're a, you're, you're a top 10 pick, but I still think, and even a guy like Tua, who probably has a chance to start week one, I would think it, it's just going to be incredibly tough. And here you got a quality veteran, you know, at least a quality as far as backups are concerned on your roster. And, you know, He's, you know, he's had success as a starter as well. I, I, I would agree. I, I, don't, I don't think – and I think it's almost to his, in, in his best interest, uh, yeah. which, which has gone away from the NFL. But, like, hey, by the way, it's pretty cool what happened with Patrick Mahomes sitting behind Alex Smith. That worked out okay. Maybe, maybe that could be a little bit of a – you could feel comfortable that that old-school formula might work. So I, I'm in on Taylor out and Herbert for 2020. Third topic, Matthew Stafford, final year in Detroit. In or out? 
Uh, and, and the reason is, has been able to stay healthy recently. I actually like Stafford a lot. I've so always been I. a big Matthew Stafford guy. I know my father's listening to this podcast right now cursing at me because he thinks Stafford stinks. I, I like Matt Stafford. I think Matt Stafford has gotten more screwed than anybody else in the last decade of the NFL. That team sucks year in and year out. If they'd ever put anybody around him, I think he could have won a lot of games in the NFL. They stink, and so he hasn't. But I got to tell you, I think what's going to happen is they're going to they're going to stink again. They're probably they're the worst team in that division, and you know you can move on from him contract wise after this season. The Lions, by the way, this actually was pressing because we were going to do this top get away. They changed ownership today. Uh, Sheila Ford Hamp became the new owner uh, as her mother moved on. She she just ceded control of the franchise. Got new ownership. Got a coach who's in his third year. He's not been good. You got a GM who's been there for a while. He's not been good. You know what that all adds up to? Everybody's gone. Everybody's gone. And I'll tell you, some team, if that happens next year, is going to sign Matt Stafford. And if he's healthy, they're going to get a really good quarterback. Yeah, for Matt Stafford's point, or for his standpoint, I would hope that he finds his way out of Detroit sooner than later to actually show what he can do with a real team around him. I'm actually out on this, though, because if I'm Detroit, I think they'll be looking around in a year. Who are we getting that's better? Oh, I, gonna I be think a- they're going to draft the guy. I think it's going to be Fields. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be Lawrence. Like, I, I think that's Okay. Coming. Well, look. It, that, it, that's why I, I go. I think they're one of the worst five teams in the league. I think they're going to be one of those it, Well, look, if, if, if Detroit can get Trevor Lawrence, uh, okay, then, then it's a no-brainer. Uh, are the Lions that bad in that division? Because I, I think the Vikings are coming back. The Bears, who, who the hell knows what they're going to be this year. Uh, who on the Lions defensively? Are you like, he's a really good player. That's fair. That's like, Slay would have been the obvious answer, but he's no longer there. Like, I know, I know like the Lions fans are out there going, oh, what about Akuda? Okay, he might be great, but like, he's never played a game. Right. There's not one guy in that defense who you're like, man, he's a great player. And offensively, it's Stafford. It's the running backs are are good. Hawkinson, from your uh, esteemed Iowa last year, did did not prove a ton. And Galladay is great, but that's pretty much it. Like, there's just – and look, man, I'm just going to say, so I'm doubting – I'm going to go ahead and doubt your lessons. Matt Patricia's awful. That's your guy, Verdram. He's awful, man. With, with the pencil and the laminated play card. That's my favorite yeah. thing in fall of football. I mean, just. Look, man, we were <laughs> – I was down at Mobile in January for the Senior Bowl, and the Lions one of the two coaching staff since I was the other one. I can't remember if they coached the North or the South team. I'd have to go back and look. But I remember being out there in the bitter cold. It was brutal in Mobile. It was like 30 degrees with, with wind. And – Matt Patricia's out there, and he's got this team, and they are practicing. And, I mean, they're stretching for, like, half this practice. And every media member there is like, what is he doing? This is awful. And it just goes to – it was just complete disorganized disaster, mess, whatever you want to call it. They're not winning games, man. They're not good. They're not good. He's not a good coach. Like, I don't know. I, I'll tell you, here's what I could see happening. He leaves after this year. Everybody gets fired. They cut him. And Bill Belichick goes. Hey, you know what? He oh. looked good with the patch, and Stafford wins 12 games every year of the rest of his career. Now that is to the rewinding all the way back would be the, 
you know, if I'm Matt Stafford, can I get out of here? I'd love to go to New England and let me team up with Bill and actually figure out how to get the most out of myself. That would be sweet. Who knows? That's not exactly, uh, uh, you know, I, I don't, I don't think the Patriots are going to have their quarterback situation locked up by the end of this year. So that, that's, that's seems like a legit possibility. Let's uh, wrap up with our looking forward. Anything special going on in your life, Matt Verderam, as you continue to move through your coronavirus times? You know what? I got to tell you. Uh, first of all, the answer no, not really. My parents came out last week. It's nice to see them. Um, but so I've, I've never done a puzzle other than when I was a real little kid. They're like 50 pieces since I learned like where the United States were and whatnot. Um, but my wife was like, oh, you know what? It'd be fun. Like we get a puzzle, try it. Like, okay. So I decided to go big or go home. I got this NFL puzzle because, of course, it had to be an NFL thing. <laughs> it had to have some tie to sports. It's a thousand pieces. And I got to tell you, I really thought I'd hate this thing. I'm obsessed with it. I have, in the last two days, I've, I've spent no less than eight hours doing this puzzle. And I love it. I, I put on music and I sit there and I just, I just go to town on this puzzle. It has been fantastic. I'm going to buy like four more after we get off of this, this uh, podcast. When we go on Amazon, I'll probably buy like a baseball one, a hockey one, another football one. It's going to be great. And uh, my wife is going to get real sick of me because I'm going to constantly force her to work on these with me, um, which she thought I think would be a fun little hobby. We do like 20 minutes every night. Now it's turned into an all-out assault on the puzzle. All right. This is amazing. I love that this is going on. And I'm like shocked that uh, you, you would even think that you wouldn't enjoy doing puzzles because I think it's so up your alley. Have you seen the, the, uh, the crossword puzzle uh, movie documentary? You know what I'm talking about? Okay, well, for, that's another. Put that on your list here. I've given you two things today. Wordplay is incredibly entertaining, and the people that go to these conventions, it's, it's awesome. conventions? Yes, and it's, oh my God. It, it's, it's so entertaining. I highly, highly, What was the other one that I gave you earlier today? Do you remember? What did I say? Days and Confused. Oh, day, right. Days and Confused and Wordplay is a great twofer. That's a, that's a, hell, of a, that's a hell of a day for you, Vertoram. Um my father used to do the New York Times crossword puzzles, and it was just so incredibly intimidating that this lawyer accountant guy would be sitting there. They have like an acrostic, I think it's called, but they don't put any boxes in there, and he'd be flying through. This is not exactly the same thing as puzzles, but I never felt like I had quite the brain power to do this stuff, so I've always avoided. No, oh, no. You're right. But uh, I, you're, you're like a, you're a smart vertebram. I love this move for you. I have uh, no patience, so this is teaching me That's patience. true. You, you I have Listen, I, I, I know myself, and it's important to admit your own flaws. If I had to give you numero uno, I have no patience. Absolutely none. Uh, I want everything done that I want to get done yesterday. And so uh, this puzzle is at least attempting to teach me this. Now, let me tell you right now, this puzzle starts to go south. This thing's going right out the window. But um, I'm, I'm working on it. I got nothing else to do. We got the window people coming every day to take measurements and whatnot. Um, getting brand new windows all throughout the house. So that's nice. Uh, you know, stimulus money's uh, going towards something of uh, a worthy cause. I hope. So there you go. Yeah. I put on the COVID-19, not quite 19, but it was not pretty. I think I was up about seven. So I've been, since the weather's turned, I've been getting my tennis game back. If you must know. And I played probably like four days in a row. And the fourth day I was on fire. I'm like, I find, oh, I, I've got it. I've got this game down. My, my forehand is solved. This thing is sweet. 
And then the next day, we played in a round-robin doubles thing where we, play, we just were doing hitting points to 10. And after every 10 points, whoever got to 10, you'd rotate one spot. We did this seven times. I went 0 for 7, lost every single match that I played with whoever was on the court twice plus another guy three times. So uh, that's what I've been doing with my time for Ram outside of work. I, I hate to hear that. But I got to yeah, do you like playing doubles? Like, do you, no, 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 I don't. I don't play tennis, obviously. You know this. I mean, I, I've, I've screwed around hit a tennis ball occasionally, but by no means would I say I play tennis. Introducing Under Armour's Infinity High Sports Bra. Its ergonomic design is molded to support the natural movement of your body. With cord-out padding, the better breathability eliminates extra bulk without sacrificing support. And quick-dry padding is Under Armour's fastest-drying padding yet. When you're lifting heavy, running fast, and pushing yourself further than ever before, you need a bra that will help you go that extra mile and make you feel your best. Shop the Infinity High Sports Bra now at UA.com. And I got to tell you, though, double seems awful. I feel like three or four times in a match, I would just drill the guy, my partner in the back of the head with a, with a cross-court forehand. It, it, would just, it, would, it would end horribly. It, it's not awful. It's actually great, but just singles is better. That's how I would uh, surmise my, my tennis doubles versus singles assessments, if you will. Hey, Matt Burnham, great to be with you, my friend. And, uh, well. and thank you to, for checking out, once again, Stacking the Box on this June the 23rd. Again, a belated happy Father's Day. Stay safe out there. Fourth of July coming rolling around here and training camps and all of that. So, hey, fingers crossed that we'll get our football going here sooner than later. Subscribe, tell a friend. We thank you for listening to Stacking the Box. This podcast is brought to you by Fansided. Join our community of over 300 sites, sports, pop culture, and everything in between. Underdog Fantasy is the fastest-growing fantasy app and easiest place to play fantasy sports. Just jump on underdogfantasy.com or download the app, draft your team, and that's it. And if drafts aren't your thing, they also have a pick'em game where you can win 20 times your money in a single night. Use promo code RADIO, and Underdog will double your first deposit when you sign up with up to $100 in bonus cash. Deposit $100? Get $100 free. That's promo code RADIO. Terms and conditions apply.